Here now is Chief Meteorologist Tom Sorrells with Talk to Tom, sponsored by Greenway Dodge. Welcome to Talk to Tom. I'm Chief Meteorologist Tom Sorrells, and this week we're going high tech at Lockheed Martin. Now that I'm up and clearing the mountains, I want to introduce you guys to Chris Mattel. I'm not really flying. It's a simulator. Chris, talk to me. What, what is your title? You're the program director? So I'm the uh, engineering program manager of the prepared program. How did you guys come up with the, with the name prepared? When you look at it, it's kind of graphically displayed differently than just prepared. It's like prepared 3D. It's Correct. The first thing that occurs in it Correct. So prepared uh, came, came from a actually employee voting contest. Um, the yeah. product was developed around 12 years uh -huh. ago. And so we did vote in on what the name would be, and it was selected because the primary purpose of this product is to prepare pilots, uh -huh. prepare people for flight. Okay. So now we're high above Honolulu in the clouds. Um, how is this used? I mean, obviously I'm playing with it, just goofing around like as if I'm, as if I'm at the house on my laptop or something. But how is this used? Do, do people use this for what? The government, obviously, this is what this is for. So it's, it's across the board. So what's unique about this product, it's commercially available. So we have people using it from F-35 pilots, learning, learning about the aircraft, learning yeah. about the cockpit, to a private pilot who's learning to fly for the first time. Um, I think one of the interesting things about the product, too, is a lot of schools use it for STEM activities. Oh, so do they? Yeah, absolutely. We actually have a lab at the Orlando Science Center where, um, oh. that's populated by prepared. So students could learn about um, aerodynamics, learn about planes, and... Me personally, it helps them get them engaged in aeronautics and engineering and maybe become part of our team someday. That's incredible. Okay, um, you say pilots use it, obviously, too, for different situations. Like right now, I'm at about, how high am I? About So right now you're about 5,000 feet. 5,000 feet up above Honolulu. Correct. And I see off to my left-hand side as I'm coming out of the cloud bank here, I see ground. Yes. Okay, when, what, how did you train pilots and is it mostly... Who flies the F-35? Is that the Air Force Army? Who is that? Is it both all? So the, the F-35 is a unique product. It's the Joint Strike Fighter. So it's the same aircraft that's used across different services as well as different countries. Um, so there's different variants of the aircraft, one for the Air Force, one for the, the Marine Corps, and one for the Navy. Okay. And okay. you're flying the, the Air Force variant here today. Awesome. But they're all very similar. Oh, can you see the land? i got to straighten this up. I see the coastal zones around Honolulu. I'm just having a blast. There you go. If you follow the coastline to the right, you might be able to fly over Waikiki oh. Beach. Oh, now we're in the clear. There you go. Clear the skies. So what you see here is we have different weather patterns uh, within the, the application, within the software. That was going to be my next question. Yep. Because you know, we have so much lightning here in Florida. I'm fascinated by it all the time. And it's my, my biggest. Is that Waikiki? No, I think you got to keep going around. Okay. See, I don't know Hawaii very well at all. My dad was stationed there, my sister was born there, but I've never been. But let's talk about lightning. Yes. Let's talk about lightning. How do you simulate the lightning in here? Does it do like this rain is doing? Is it truly legit look like lightning? It absolutely it does. Uh, we have cloud-to-cloud -cloud lightning and cloud-to-ground lightning. Mm -hmm. um, what's interesting about actual aircraft, uh, people often fear lightning and, and think it's, it's dangerous. It really has almost no impact to the plane. Um, I know it surprises people because they're at MCO waiting for the plane takeoff and it's shut down because there's a thunderstorm. Right. That's all about the people on the ground. The Correct. plane and the crew, perfectly fine. Um, the problem with lightning is it usually involves a storm, and then within a storm you have a lot of downdrafts, you have winds, you have more turbulence, so those are items um, that you want to avoid. But the actual lightning hitting an aircraft is quite common, deal. but no. not a big deal. Now, I tell people that all the time. I have a, a PowerPoint, you know, which compared to this is ancient. But, um, yeah. but I tell people that all the time, that the aircraft is built with the shell, 
it hits it and goes around the shell, normally goes right out yep, the back. Absolutely. It will be loud and it will be bright. So um, it's no different than if you get a lightning strike near your home. Um, you're going to hear it and see it. The pilots will go through a standard procedure to make sure all their electronics are working because that's the most likely fault is it, it shorts out some of the electronics. They'll go through procedures, which we could simulate completely unprepared. And if everything's good to go, they continue on their flight. And then when the plane lands, they'll do an inspection on the actual aircraft. Okay, talk to me about other weather-related disasters. Obviously, I'm, I stress about high wind, hurricanes, lightning. Right. And I talk about sun cancer, what I call sun cancer, for your skin, skin cancer caused by sun damage. But what other weather-related disasters can this do? It doesn't just do atmospheric stuff. It does oceanography stuff too, right? It does. has a full model on the wave patterns. Uh-huh. Um, we also, one of the components in the adjacent markets we hidden is wildfires. Wildfires have been a big problem out right. west. Um, we have the ability to insert wildfires into the, uh, the simulation software that are actually based on location and based on the wind conditions. They'll, they'll transition and grow. And then you could fly a C-130 and drop retardant on the, uh, on the oh. actual fires and see how it reacts. Okay. You kind of, so you could actually train in a real environment where you're pulling real fire data drop and retard it and see what the reactions are. Awesome. Understanding the wind dynamics and stuff of how it's going to be impacted. Okay, that kind of leads to my next question because I, obviously this is military. I'm in an F-35. I'm in a, a battle aircraft. Correct. This is where you encounter the enemy. But you guys do all kinds of other training too. As you were just mentioning, if you're training C-130, that's, that's a big plane. Correct. That drops everything. Uh, do you do this kind of programming, the prepared? Would like airlines use this or who? Yep, so we have airlines who've used in the uh, in the past, we have students who are learning to fly the first time, fly make like uh -huh. a Cessna 172. Um, it really is a, we, we call it a visual simulation platform because it supports all the different domains. Um, it actually supports ground vehicles. You could drive cars in it or, or tanks as well as ships. Um, so what we do is we create this virtual world that you're flying through yes, and you just happen incredible. to be utilizing a F-35 model that you're flying, but you could be using a 737. We actually have a large market uh, within the uh, commercial community, the private community, where people always want to be a 737 pilot and they're flying a 737 model using the prepared software. Okay, I got down pretty low there, about 300 feet or 3,000 feet. How low was I? Uh, you're just under 200 feet, I believe. So I got low. Yep, you got pretty low. Oh, that's pretty scary. Talk to me about um, the future of this thing. Where do we go from here? I mean, this looks pretty legit, but can it get better? Yes, uh, so I mean, what, what you're flying here is a, um, a what I'll call a notional F-35 miles, a model. So you're not flying the actual F-35 model that F-35 pilots would fly. Oh, really? Because it feels like I am. It, it's close. <laughs> it, it's close. Uh, but obviously, there's there's some um, some material in there that's not publicly disclosed that we want to keep. So oh. um, we do have F-35 pilots who fly a, a slightly different model. Look and feel what you're seeing on your your gauges in front of you are similar, but the dynamics and the feel might be slightly different. Um, we continue to expand capabilities. We have the scenario creation tool, so you can create different scenarios for any, anything um, that you could imagine. Like I mentioned, the, the fire and the wildfire um, is something relatively new that we started an attack. Um, now we're looking at some other ground-based training. Um, and something else that's kind of cool with this as well is you could interact with other players, so it's a multiplayer capability. So uh, we could have four of these set up and you guys are all flying in the same scenario with each other in formation. So you could basically learn to be the Thunderbirds or the Blue Angels flying together, um, all using different instances of prepared. Okay, so you grew up wanting to do this, or do you want to be a military man, or what do you want to do? So, so I grew up. I grew up in Central Florida. Um, wanted to be an astronaut. That was always my, my dream to be an astronaut, living close to the, the Space Coast. Yeah. Um, I think in seventh grade I went to space camp, and I thought this is it. This is what I'm going to do. Where was space camp? 
Space Camp was at Cape Canaveral okay. at the Kennedy Space Center. Um, I don't think they have it there anymore now. It's just in Huntsville. Uh, but had a lot of passion about planes. I always go to air shows and stuff like that when they were in town. Um, so, when, so it was either going to be an astronaut or a fighter pilot. Neither one of those were really in the cards for me at the end of the day. Um, went to school for computer science here at UCF. Mm -hmm. um, and knew I wanted to do software. And I wanted to do software that made a difference. Um, and had a passion for the, the military and the, and the people who serve and wanted to get it close to that to help them safety-wise and kind of come home with their family and be a part of that, that mission. And with a product like this, I'm able to work with pilots on a daily basis, talk to them about how it helps them get their stories, um, hear their stories of being how, what it's like to be Maverick and Goose right. um, and, and enjoy a coffee and stuff with them, talking about the technologies that we develop and how we could help them improve. You went to school at UCF, you said? Yes. Did you get a graduate degree? I, I got an undergrad at UCF in computer science and then went to University of Florida to get a graduate degree. So who do you pull for when the Gators play the Knights? I'm all Knights. I'm not a fan of the Gators at all. Oh, no. no zero, zero passion for the Gators. You were there three years or two years? Two, or? two years. Um, but it didn't bite you? Did not bite me at all. And wow. apparently it rubbed off because my son is graduating high school this year. And, and mm -hmm. we looked at all the state universities. And the first one he crossed off the list was... The University of Florida. Wow. Yeah. Well, I have a story about that when we're not on air, too. Um, I raised three kids. I begged them all to go to Florida. Finally, the third one did. They all got accepted. Yeah. They all said no. Um, told them no. Okay, I'm at 400 feet now. Yeah, 400 feet, getting closer to ground, around 340 now, kind of flying out. So, what, what I'm looking for is the island. So I, I think you have clip. probably. There it is. Oh, yeah, maybe you are. There you go. You're right. You know this better than I did. I thought no, you, I don't. I thought, you were, I thought you were headed closer to California at this point. Would it fly me all the way to California? Yeah, that's cool about Prepared. Prepared is a worldwide globe. So wow. within Prepared is you could take off from Heathrow Airport and land in MCO. And we have a lot of people who do that, that will actually sit and Prepared for seven hours and f do that flight in a 737 because they have that passion about being a pilot. They don't fast forward it. Wow. They do the full full time of just sitting in the clouds, cruising for a while. Okay, so you're saying I could buy this from my home laptop? Yep, uh, this is probably the only product that I'm aware of that Lockheed actually has commercially available through a website. So go to www.prepared.com um, and we actually take credit card and different wow. licenses based on uh, different user sets and different sets of capability. Well, this is like 800 times better than the old flight sim we used to have. Interesting enough, this started from Microsoft Flight Sim 12 years ago. Yep, wow. so we, uh, we, uh, we needed a product to start with, and instead of starting with a clean sheet of paper, we took the video game that they had, and we turned it into a, a training tool and added a lot of the, the training capabilities that are necessary for Do they still do Flight Sim? Uh, they have released a, a new Flight Sim product in the gaming market with it, Xbox. But it's not as good as this. Um, I would say not. I would say we're different. Oh. We're different ideas. Um, they're more for entertainment purposes, and we're not for entertainment. We're for training. Um, so we're looking at uh, improving pilots, uh, creating that that real world environment at home. Well, that's awesome. Is there anything I haven't asked you, Chris? Because I'm all distracted by you know, looking for. I think when you mentioned the, the uh, when we mentioned about flying around the globe. Oh. Um, it yeah. does have the entire globe. Uh, within that globe, there's over 24,000 airports that are all accurately mapped to FAA data. So you got them all? All, 24,000 plus. <laughs> um, everything from a small little uh, dirt runway in Alaska where you're gonna use a, a little bush plane to land. Awesome. Um, we use all accurate street data. So the streets are where the streets are. The coastlines are where the coastlines are. Um, everything from utility poles. So 
when you're flying this, um, the expectation is if you're using a particular road for a, a visual flight rule as you're flying, in the simulator when you're flying the airplane over Atlanta, you get the same idea. Um, so completely about um, immersion, and the device you're sitting in here is a, a lower end kind of item where you're sitting at a simulated touchscreen cockpit. Uh, we have other devices. So which, I can touch this? Yep, all touch, all touch screen, similar wow. to what's in the aircraft. This could be built out in a dome where you're completely sitting within screens. Um, and then really the push most recently is virtual reality and mixed reality. So you could actually put on a, a headset and turn your head around and look behind you, look up in the cockpit in a virtual reality uh, mode and take it a step further, mixed reality, where you could actually touch physical buttons, but when you look out of what you would be thinking looking out the cockpit, you see the, the virtual world. Uh, wow. Great immersion. You'll find people who are training in this for a couple hours during their mission. Um, it's something complex, and they'll come out sweating and worked up because they had an engine failure that they had to train for, or, or during takeoff they had a flock of birds and they had an engine go out and had to determine how they're going to Land, land it, put it on the river like Sully. Yep. Uh, what um, are you, last question, and we'll wrap this up. Are you not ever going to become a pilot yourself? You do this all the time. I mean, I'm sitting here getting the bug right now. I'm sitting here questioning my life like, wow, I should have been a pilot. This is so much fun. And you had a passion for it. Are you not going to go back and get your license? I keep going back and forth. Now that my kids are getting a bit older, uh, yeah. I'm thinking about spending the time to get a private license, a private pilot's license. Um, Interesting enough, we had someone on our, on our team who worked prepared, um, and a few years after working the program, he, got, he went into uh, a local pilot school at um, Executive Airport over here mm -hmm. and got his own private pilot license. So he got the passion from doing exactly what you're saying. He got the it's license. incredible. Fortunately, he's in a different stage of his life where it's a little easier and the, the commitments and stuff. But Well, allegedly, um, don't they make pilots retire at like 62 or 63? Um, I, was, I was at a military conference recently, and uh -huh. um, the, uh, Canada will now take pilots up to 35 years old for your starting as a pilot. A brand new pilot, they'll take um, the U.S. is much lower age than that. Uh, but, man, if I, wish I, if I knew that a little bit earlier, I could have been a Canadian pilot, got dual citizenship. Where's land? Did I lose it? Yep, you're dropping, so you'll come below the clouds in a minute. I'm trying to get below the cloud deck. There we go. There's the island. And what you're doing is, is just kind of free flight. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but, but like I mentioned, we could, we could create scenarios so you're flying a particular mission where you're having to find a dodge particular things. point, dodge things. We could add other oh, entities yeah, in the air, oh, hello. other aircraft. Too low, too low. Get up Maybe top, get up top, get up top. Uh, we have you set up not to crash, so. Oh, do you? Thank you. You'll, you'll be okay. You'll bounce <laughs> off the mountain and keep going. Yeah, but I don't want to do that. <laughs> but this, is, this has been really important within our community just because Flying is very expensive. Um, right. this, is, this is cheaper, it's safer. You don't want to practice an engine failure um, in, a in, in, in a real plane, but you want to be ready for it happen, pre prepared when it happens. Um, and so this gives you that opportunity to do that. Yeah, like if my engine went out, what do, what, what do you do? There's a whole procedure you go through. Um, push button, pull Push buttons, switch, switch things, turns it off. Engine fire will be one different procedure um, to get that engine going. If you're a single engine, it's, it's a different kind of situation. Um, okay. but Typically, if you have any problems in the air, you want to get to the ground as soon as you can, as safely as you can. Can we land this thing? Can I put it on autopilot and let it land? We can it get me close, or what do I do? I think we have now uh, transitioned quite far from the runway. Oh, yeah. You could try to do a, a simulated crash landing on the water, if you like. Chris, you're trying to make me stick like a dart. No, you're good. <laughs> you're good. You're still 200, 160 feet. There you go, 190. 
40 feet. Get your nose up. Get your nose up. Get your you nose go, 20, up. 20, 15, 10, air, splash. Am I down? You're down. I feel like Sully. I landed right on go. the water. There Didn't lose my plane. Safe. Thank you, Chris. It's been a pleasure. It was awesome. I got to learn to fly. So remember, if you have a question you'd like for us to answer here on Talk to Tom, just go to clickorlando.com forward slash talk to Tom. And you can download our podcast from wherever you listen to your podcast. And please download the new 6 Plus app. It's free. I'll see you next week.